Welcome back to Jess on the Mountain. My name is Jess Goulding, and today's episode is all about self-awareness. What is it? How is it helpful? How do you know if you are self-aware? How does one improve self-awareness? And because this podcast is all about self-awareness and increasing that self-awareness on the path to becoming your own greatest teacher, I think it's helpful to actually ask ourselves, what is it we're talking about here? So to me, self-awareness kind of reveals itself in moments, moments where you recognize your thoughts as you're thinking them, where you recognize, oh, I'm, I'm having a feeling, I'm having feelings, and you can name those feelings. It reveals itself when you are aware of your emotions, that you're having an emotional response to something, which means if you are recognizing them in real time, then these things, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, they must be outside of yourself in order to recognize them. So you're aware of them because you are not in them. When we're in them, we can't really be very aware of them. It's in these moments where we are separate from our emotions and feelings and thoughts that we are in the seat of the witness or the witness state. It can be helpful to understand this through an experience. So I invite you to stop multitasking, whatever you're doing. If you can make, you know, it's a, just a moment to close your eyes and then raise one hand, raise one arm, lower it back down. Then raise the other arm and lower it back down. You can open your eyes. So one part of you from the inside, watch the arm go up and down. And one part of you was lifting the arm up and down, right? So you have the doer. Go ahead and try it again. Lift your arm, put it down. Somebody's doing that. That's you. Lift the arm, put it down. But who is aware of the lifting? With your eyes closed, you can even picture the arm going up and the arm going down. That's your witness. That's yourself. That's the part of you that is aware of what's going on within you and around you. So the opposite of this, maybe an example could be when you're brushing your teeth. So when you brush your teeth, are you aware of brushing your teeth while you're doing it? Now, maybe you are, but if you're like me, no, I'm multitasking. The tooth brushing is on automatic with little or no awareness. So maybe my mind is traveling. Often I'm walking around, putting things away. It's kind of the end of the day or the beginning, and I'm just kind of settling in while that toothbrush is going. So that is not operating in awareness of the tooth brushing, but I don't need to. It's a habit that's settled. Now, the fact that I know that I multitask while brushing my teeth, that is self-awareness. I know that habit, that behavior, and I know we've, I even know what part of my personality drives the behavior, right? So I have a big taskmaster streak in me, something I'm working to adjust, but I'm aware that I have a habit that while I brush my teeth, I walk around and do other things. So you know a lot about yourself already, right? Just you're self-aware in the fact that you have certain habits, certain tendencies. This is awareness. It's your connection to this watcher witness that determines self-awareness, that connection in real time. But before we get to that real time, it's helpful to know your habits that you are simply aware of. So you recognize thoughts, feelings, and emotions, and you see how they affect behavior and decisions. So you're watching a commercial about cheese. Suddenly you want some cheese, 
And so you get up and start searching through your fridge. Now, are you aware that that commercial is probably what made you get up and get that cheese? And were you aware of it while it was happening? Like, ooh, that looks good. I'm going to get some cheese. Great suggestion. Or is it more like a zombie? Like, I want cheese. Don't know why. Right? That would be not (laughs) self-aware. So uh, another example might be, um, do you know about yourself that if you have a bad day at work, you have trouble shaking it, you might lash out at a loved one when you get home, whether that's your intention or not. Right? Are you aware that you have that tendency Question one, question two, in the middle of it, are you aware Are you aware of it and able to stop and change gears so as to not lash out? So self-awareness is a conscious understanding of your personality, your habits, your motivations, your place in the world. You're aware of your relationship with others and the health of those relationships. And the one I love to work with, of course, is the energetic system. So Are you aware of how your energy is running inside of you, where there's blocks, where there's excesses and deficiencies, right? This is using the subtle body and the chakras. And if you're unfamiliar, I highly encourage you to listen to episode two, What's a Chakra? Uh, That's going to give you kind of a quick and dirty about chakras, or you can even just read about it from my blog page, which is linked in the show notes. So when you're working with the energetic system, the subtle body, you're aware in real time of who's running the show and who's not showing up, right? So is your power center pushing forward, kind of burning things as you go, or is something not showing up, like your heart's not showing up in this relationship and you're aware of that? We all have all of these parts of ourselves. The question is, are you aware of yours? So as I was naming those things, personality, habits, motivations, et cetera, were you able to see yourself through all of those lenses? If you're a personality test taker or have done some therapy and self-reflection, you probably have a whole trove of labels and identities that you know about yourself. Am I right? <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. You can tick them off like uh, Enneagram 2, ENFJ. I'm a Leo. I'm an anxious attachment type. I'm at the green level of spiral dynamics, right? We know all these different aspects of ourselves, and they're wonderful treasures that we collect on our path around our own little mountain. They bring us information and they help us know ourselves better and how we relate to the world. If you're unfamiliar with some of those tests and personality quizzes that I was just talking about, don't worry. I'm lining up some great guests to get us some clarity on all these different self-awareness tests, things like this. Let's see, sometimes these identities come with a cost. They can cost a lot of time and they can cost some money. I have a dear friend who took a full two years to determine her Enneagram number as she tried on the different types like you would try on clothes. I highly recommend that because the journey to discovering her type was a this, not that process of discernment that brought her closer and closer to herself, right? The process taught her as much, likely more than the final destination. That's how self-awareness works. It's a process. It's a strug. It's a climb. The question is, is it helpful? How is it helpful? So from the chakras perspective, the view from the chakras is a sixth chakra view. So if you're picturing a mountain, it's almost at the top, right? And the view you're hoping is quite clear, but it's not always clear. 
this is our job at the sixth chakra level is to cleanse the mirror, cleanse the lens through which we see ourselves. So sixth chakra helps us see patterns. It means it's the the word is ajna, which means to perceive. It's your perceiver. This area of your body around the eyes and through the crown, I'm sorry, through the back of the head, it sees patterns. So then you know when I blank then blank happens, right? You recognize cause and effect. You see them, you see clearly. Or when blank happens, then I respond with blank. Okay, so you're looking at the patterns of your life. If you're looking back at the path you've already walked and you see a string of broken relationships, broken jobs, right? Maybe leaving jobs in a negative way, are there a number of people in your life that you're no longer on speaking terms with? Here's where we go. What's the pattern here? So you're not seeing something. Something is amiss when there's this much destruction behind you, right? Picture yourself as you're walking along and things are just crumbling down this mountain path behind you. And we want to leave it beautiful and open. So the sixth chakra asks, what am I not seeing? Where is my perception colored or unclear? There is coloring to perception that comes just through our memories. Lot, it's a lot from our memories and images, our culture, where we are in the world. All these things place a coloring over your perspective, like you're putting on a, another pair of sunglasses, sunglasses, sunglasses. You can't really see very well the path around you and all the landscape and the view. So self-awareness is a process of removing one after the other of these sunglasses so that you can look out with clear eyes, right? Like you're an eagle sitting on the side of the mountain. You can see for miles and miles. So the yoga or mindfulness tools are what come in and help you clear your perception for yourself. You increase your self-awareness and they help you gain valuable insight into the part you play in your own suffering. Because my friend... There's a lot of suffering going on. You're part of it. And I'm, that's just some tough love from Jess. I know this because I've lived it. Suffering often is coming from within. Something's going on. And so we just discover what that might be. No judgment, information. So how do you know if you're becoming more self-aware or if you are self-aware? Well, one of the symptoms of self-awareness is uh, less reactive right? So you get to have a moment between a stimulus and a response. You get to be, get to do a quick check through your body, quick check to your breath and see, oh, how am I responding to this stimulus? And then you respond instead of react. Your relationships will improve. You have better and better relationships the more self-aware you become. And I think this is a, a big part because you get more empathetic. When you know yourself better, then you can understand someone else's situation better as well. And other people's responses also can confuse you less, right? You know that feeling like, why would they do that? Well, if you're self-aware, you can easily put yourself in that person's position and see, I think I would have responded the same. Maybe you would have responded differently, but at least you're having that little conversation in your mind with your inner witness. When you're more self-aware, you know your strengths. You know you have areas of potential growth and you're aware of your habitual patterns, right? So if you don't even know what you're good at, you've got some self-awareness stuff to, to find out, to move through. And that'll be fun. Finding out, you know what? I'm really good 
at this one thing. I'm really good at being a friend. I'm really good at showing up. I'm really good at getting things done. Whatever that is, just become aware of it. Know your strengths, know your weaknesses, where you can grow, and your habits. So how do we get better at this? How do we get better at the self-awareness game? Mindfulness. Mindfulness is the tool of self-awareness. One of the best practices that I have come across that I use myself is breath awareness. Your breath tells you everything about what's going on in your energetic system, right? Where you're collecting these stories and where they're holding on and changing how you're perceiving the world. When you tune into your breath, you'll notice when you hold your breath with fear or you take a big sigh when something's letting go, you moan when you have pain, your breath has information for you. So this practice that we can do is from Pema Chodron's book. She's a Buddhist monk and a great teacher. She's got so many books that are so helpful for when things have gone wrong. This is from her book, Start Where You Are, A Guide to Compassionate Living. And you just start small. This is a little practice called be with the breath as it goes out. So you can have your eyes soften so that your attention can go more inward. Okay, so once again, if you're multitasking, see if you can just find a moment to be still. You can close your eyes, that's great. Be with your breath as it goes out means every exhale, focus on it. Every time the breath is going out, let your mind only notice that. It's very difficult. You might need to kind of move around a little bit first. Right? Let your mind have a little bit of monkey time running around. And then slowly just become aware of the feeling of your breath at the end of your nose. Can you just for a moment feel that at the end of the nostrils? And then to be with the breath as it goes out means just feel it and think about the feeling of the breath as it goes out through the nose. The inhale is a simple suspended anticipation of the next breath out. So you stay with it. Be with the breath as it goes out. Stay with the breath out there while you breathe back in. Once it feels like you're really present with that exhale, you have a, even the briefest of pauses before the mind comes back in. And you can slowly open your eyes and through this soft gaze, look around your room. Feel where you are in space. If your mind wanders or wants to go for a little story, come back to the feeling of your breath as it goes out. Notice the room. And then let your eyes rest on an object in this room. Any object is fine. But while your eyes are there, and you have one foot of awareness in that breath, notice how you feel. What memories arise as you look at this object? Are there any feelings or emotions that go with it? You're watching yourself from the inside, looking around on the outside. Change your eyes to another place in the room. Can you fully be simply engaging in looking at that object? 
Notice how that adder object makes you feel. What memories arrive? What are the feelings and sensations in your body as you gaze upon the object? You're looking around and you have a foot in both worlds. Inside witnessing and outside the one that's seeing. You can stop and do that any time throughout your day. Just pause, be with the breath as it goes out, and then you'll notice you have a deeper awareness of that moment. This is mindfulness. Mindful of where you are, mindful of where your mind is, is the tool to deepening your self-awareness. So you're not alone on this mountain of life. But it's good to take some time to figure out how much you know about your closest climbing companion, yourself. Because if you're going to be your greatest guide, you need to know who you are as a student. I do have a great way for you to build deeper self-awareness, and that is through my Chakra Check-In Self-Assessment. This is a downloadable PDF at jessgoulding.com slash chakras. You simply sign up. Get the PDF emailed right to you, and then you will follow the video guide I have set up to go with the self-assessment. So I'll guide you a little bit of breath, a little bit of centering to help you prepare your way before answering these self-assessment questions. Now, if you've never done any kind of self-assessment or you're really brand new to working with chakras and energy, then I encourage you to take the quickie quiz. It's a different way in, jessgoulding.com slash quiz, and that's just three beef three brief questions that'll get you started. But with the self-assessment, you'll get also some valuable next steps, some simple tools for bringing balance to each chakra, a little breath work, some affirmations, easy little things to plug into your regular routine. So you get that through the self-assessment or the quickie quiz. One is just deeper than the other. So go to jessgoulding.com slash chakras and check out your self-awareness in regards to your energetic centers and the thoughts, feelings, and emotions you carry around with you. It's all free and it takes about five minutes. It's a good place to start. If you live in the Austin area, I'd love to see you for a live Chakra Savvy Yoga practice at Castle Hill Fitness. Those are happening on February 26th, March 26th, and then there's a full immersion and wellness professional weekend, April 15th to 16th. You can visit my events page for more information, which is linked to in the show notes. So that's it. I hope you have a clearer idea now about what self-awareness is and how it is a beneficial way to be in the world. We're going to keep building on this understanding as we continue up and around this mountain we call life, well on our way to becoming our own guru. I'll see you next time. Much love.